Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm your host, my name is Kirk Smith, and my co-host and buddy... Graham K. Hello, everybody. Um, hope you had... We, we had a little bit of a, a couple weeks off. Hope everyone's okay. Kirk's traveling a lot. I'm traveling a lot. I'm currently on um, muscle relaxants uh, for a hip problem I'm having. So if I'm down, or if I'm like, don't have a lot of energy... Uh, it's not because I'm not excited to be here and don't love you guys. It's the I'm drugs. Just on <laughs> hardcore drugs. Um, <laughs> Medications, medication. <laughs> well, they're drugs. But, uh, that's uh, true. Uh, this is your comedian's guide to autism. Uh, I have a severely autistic son, JJ, who's 22. Time's just ticking away. I can't believe it. And tell us about your brother, Peter Graham. Peter is 37. It's crazy. Uh, he asked a girl out today. That's pretty exciting. Your yeah. baby brother asked out a girl. Well, the deets. He, here's the thing: is he doesn't want to. He's like, I don't want to be. He's like, I'm very. The other, he, he's proud not to have a girlfriend. That's what he says. But he does have a crush on okay. this girl. He won't admit it. Um, and he wants to just ask her out as friends. But if definitely, you could tell it means more than than that to him. But he doesn't want to admit it. And um, it's all very cute. I was telling him that I'm spending a lot of time on the road and haven't been able to talk to my girlfriend a lot. And he's like, well, you don't want to be like Apu from The Simpsons and work too much and spend all of your life away from his bride man. When he spent all of his time away from his bride man, Jula, you know, I was like, good point, Peter. And he's like, okay. And they wrote her an email, um, you know, just out of the blue. And was like, I'm sorry my brother's working so much. Um, I hope everything's okay. Things will be okay. And she didn't really quite understand. She thought that I was complaining to him. And I had to like put that. Well, she wasn't upset, but I just had to let her know that I wasn't complaining. That it's made it, Peter made it sound like I was annoyed at Julia for complaining. And I had to be like, no, oh, no, 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 no. Everything's fine. And... Um, but it was like He's stirring a, up trouble. It was a cute, <laughs> it was a very cute email. He's just, and I talked about him, about it today with him. And, um, he's like, no, I just want to make sure she's okay. It's, like, it's very sweet, lovable guy. And on the, in other news, there's this girl that he likes and he won't admit that he likes her. And he called her and left a voicemail in September and she never called him back and so i was been like, there yeah. I was, yeah i was like well you gotta wait a month before you call her back if she's not hasn't called you back because she's gonna feel crowded and he's like yeah yeah i know i'm gonna, I'm gonna wait till after canadian like thanksgiving canadian thanksgiving is you know uh, october 9th or something and and she and i was like but when did you call her in september he's like it doesn't matter when, because he doesn't understand time. He can't tell you late September, mid-September, mm. early September. He doesn't understand the time. Mm. Even if you say the, the 20s of December or the, 50, or the teens or the ones, he won't understand that. So you just have to guess. It just, and anyway, he's like, I'm not going to call her till after Thanksgiving. I'm like, great. Let's practice questions you can ask her. So it's not, you're not just rail, like, railroading her, because he just... I think the reason why he doesn't get have a lot of friends 
is because he just talks and doesn't ask any questions. He'll talk and talk and talk and talk about high school, about being bullied, about how teachers shouldn't do that anymore, how they, they're, they, you know, they're not allowed to yell and point anymore, and that's good. And Mark Furchette said hi ya and told him to, to, to throw a snowball at somebody, and that was rude, and like these same 10 stories over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I, I know how to like go on autopilot and be like, you're repeating yourself and ignore them and, you know, continue about my day in the background. But he, you know, other people don't need to put up with that crap. So I'm trying to like teach them to ask questions. Well, they're not I mean, willing well, to off the top at least. Yeah. You uh, be for sure. First. And especially <laughs> if they have autism or whatever they have, they're, they're, they're not, yeah. you know, they have no patience for that. They're, yeah. And I know I've talked about this in the past, but this is the latest thing. And so we were practicing that and I'm like, ask this question. Have you had a good week? And he goes, all right, Graham, I'm going to ask, well, then haven't you had been having a good week then, haven't you? I'm like, don't ask like that. Ask like, haven't you had a good week? It makes more sense. He goes, no, it means the same thing to say, haven't you been having a good week? And he speaks like Yoda, and it's people, you know, Julia couldn't understand it's his email. Because it's, it's very confusing. Yeah. And... Yeah. But he's been talking like that for, it's just hard. To, you, you, can't, it's, you can't teach him. So anyway, he's like, I'm not going to call this girl till October 9th after Thanksgiving or October 10th, whenever it is. I'm like, okay, fine, no problem. We talk about some other things. I, and I had to go, so we hung up. Within two minutes. Wait, wait, wait. I, have, I have a question. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I have a question afterwards. Within two minutes, I get an email from Peter saying, I called... The girl we were talking about. <laughs> and I asked her to go for lunch. And she said she's going to check her calendar. And it's within two minutes, right? So I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad you... <laughs> did you ask her questions about herself? He's like, I sure did. I'm like, I'm, I, can't, I doubt it. It's been, you know, two minutes. Um, so she's blowing him off, but at least he tried. That's uh, that that uh, being blown off by a girl that has nothing to do with autism. That's that's uh, part of the human experience. Yeah. It's, oh, one hundred percent. It's part of this. It's normal. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna ask. He doesn't understand time. Does he understand like if you're like, has it been how many days has it been? Like, can he? It sounds stupid, but he can he count? He can't so count. He, he can count like it's been twenty eight days. He can't count. Okay. No okay. way. No way. Right. He doesn't understand money. Ten cents is right. worth more than five dollars because ten is more than five. Well, he's Gen Z. Most Gen Z doesn't understand money. It's yeah. Fine. Uh, <laughs> joking. Well, there's joking. no money left because um, you baby boomers took it. Yeah, off. that's uh, yeah, that's 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 not true. There's no nothing left. Not just money. Yeah. There's no nothing. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, everybody's lazy. Listen, when you were a kid, you could buy a house for 30 grand. Now it's a million dollars. They're not lazy. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's a different discussion. Um, yeah, that's tough. Well, she said yes. Now, she's on the spectrum, this girl? Yes, I don't know. I mean, who knows? I mean, she how might severe? not even have uh, autism. She might, she's, but she's got something. That's why she's part of the group. She's part. This is part of a special needs group. We're living. Okay, this is somebody from the group. I didn't catch yeah. that part. Yeah, okay, it's yeah, from, yeah. from a special needs group. Okay, yeah. got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, no, it's a. Uh, it could be promising. It's a Hooters girl that he likes. No, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> I mean, you get a you get a maybe from a Hooters girl. If you got a maybe from a Hooters girl, I mean, like, man, that'd be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> In fairness, she tells everybody maybe she's working for tips. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you want to do something later? Sure, maybe. Here's your bill. <laughs> um, Peter is not a good tipper. Well, I, I think. Um, <laughs> That's not going to help him at Hooters then. Mm-hmm. But uh, isn't his favorite th- now? His favorite restaurant is this, is a Boston Pizza. Or what is it? Is a pizza hey, place? Good right? memory, yes. Boston Pizza, which is like a terrible Canadian chain. Canadian I mean, for God's chain. Sakes, it's called Boston <laughs> Pizza. It's like the Irish pizza. <laughs> Pretty funny. Pretty it's funny. so funny. But uh, they serve beer, so he's a fan. And yeah. so when he goes to Boston Pizza, he doesn't tip well. You have to tell him to tip, or what do you do? Well, you can't tell him twenty percent, fifteen percent. That makes that's that makes no sense to him. So you got to say if you're having a burger and fries, you got to tip, uh, and a beer, you got to tip five dollars. If you're having just French fries, you got to tip two dollars. If you're having one beer, you got to tip one dollar. Okay. Up. Oh, somebody's helping themselves in my room here. Hold on a second. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay. No problem. Did they leave? Yeah, I'm uh, living a I'm living a very glamorous life on a cruise ship. Uh, what did you, did you say? <laughs> did they leave? Yeah, they left. They they came in and grabbed a uh, cleaning article off of a table here and then left. <laughs> There's cool. a bit of a language barrier too, so it's. Uh, they didn't. They didn't yeah, knock. Uh, if I haven't said this, uh, I didn't hear him knock. No, hmm. but uh, yeah. So I'm on a cruise ship this week, and uh, funnily enough, we had a couple of autastic fans uh, message me and be like, hey, I'm going to be on this cruise ship. I, I, I think it's the one you're going to be on. So like, I try to say what ones I'm on, and so uh, yeah. I guess it's working. So out of the 2,000 passengers, two of them are fans. Killing That's it incredible. That Killing it. <laughs> That's honestly incredible. <laughs> you always do that. You're like, I'm going to be on the fantasy. And you're like, which I'm like, in my head, I'm like, why is he doing this? But I'm glad it works. It works. <laughs> so uh, it's pretty funny. But uh, yeah, it's like it's like being in the, it's like being in the third world Navy, I call it. In the, in the, in the world's worst Navy. <laughs> the world's drunkest Navy. Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, People just, yeah. But you're in Mexico right now. Um, I I'm in Mexico, so I am in the third world Navy. Um, <laughs> in Cozumel today. I had a good call with JJ today. Uh, he, uh, he he called uh, shirt half off, getting ready to, to, half to, off. Dis- That's to, new. Get, to get naked. Yeah, it looked like he was, they were trying to talk him into keeping his shirt on for a second. And... Um, Today was a lot of eye contact, and and he wasn't he wasn't grumpy, so that was nice. Um, putting together my plans for the fall here, trying to figure out everything's a little different. So trying to figure out gigs and apartments and trips to Sweden. And my daughter Alex was in New York last week to see me, and that was that was nice. I'm trying That's to get awesome. her to go to see him, and it's really funny. Like I mean when I hear you talk about your relationship with your brother, it's really, how do I say this? And I don't want to misspeak, but it's really interesting to me, the dynamic between siblings when one of them has autism. And it's like a very complicated relationship. Even when there's love, even when there's um, respect and 
you know, there's still the, the push or the quest for independence and the acknowledgement by the non-autistic person that I'm important too and I'm special and I'm worthy of attention. And, and so I feel like with me and her the last few years, that's been a consistent um, theme. And so um, are you still there? I'm listening. Yeah, definitely still oh, there. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I got, I got a lot of static. It's probably me. I'm on a ship in the middle of nowhere. But yeah. uh, but I, I just uh, we had an interesting discussion about her, her going to see him this uh, this fall with me, and um, I don't think she's coming on this trip. And it's that's a tough one where you're trying to encourage someone to be involved with um, in their in their sibling's life without you know, using guilt or trying to make them do something they don't want to do. And they're an adult. You know, my daughter's 24. She's, you know, she yeah. do what she wants. She's not, you know, yeah, you can't make, in general, you can't make anybody do anything long-term. You can short-term talk somebody to something, but long-term, people are going to do what they want to do, in my opinion. So whether it's kids or siblings or whatever. So it's like kids, siblings, spouses. So... It was an interesting thing. How do you feel about that? Have you ever feel pressure from your parents where you felt like your parents, how do I say this, would encourage you to be more involved in Peter's life than you naturally might have been? Um, that makes sense? No. Does that make sense without putting like a heavy, heavy Irish guilt trip or whatever, you know what I mean, or Catholic guilt trip? No, I think my parents have been pretty good about that but also I just I just have been big in his life I mean my relation my the circumstances around my relationship with Peter are much different than your daughter and your son um, we've always been geographically fairly close and growing up we were yeah I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, he, you know he's in Ottawa, so when I go see my parents, I see him. You know, you don't have that luxury. He's not in New York, so so she can't yeah. go go do both. And he also lives across the right. ocean, so it's harder for her. Yep. Um, for sure, it's it's and it's not convenient. Like it's not just the because I've yeah. offered to pay the tickets. So it's not the price. It's just the whole thing. It's a whole. It's complicated. It's a whole thing. It's a you know. It's not like she, she's out in Albuquerque now. She's not like there's no direct flights from Albuquerque to Sundsvall. There's aren't even two major cities in their respective countries. No. So I also I would bet that no one in the history of the world has flown from Albuquerque to Sundsvall. <laughs> it'd be if we, if she did that flight, it'd not be the first not ever. Direct. <laughs> not even direct. Not even direct. I bet you no one has gone from from there to there, no matter how many layovers. Really, I bet. Uh, I bet. I bet. I bet we could. I bet we could Google it somehow. Look it up for us, autastics. I bet you. You can't Google it. We're smart. That's why I said it. It's impossible to prove. Impossible to disprove. Yeah. <laughs> so we had some like, and and I uh, and I um, I want to be respectful of her privacy and and her. Uh, I think she's great. She's a great kid. She's a great person. It's not like I'm right and she's wrong, or it's just. It's an interesting ebb and flow of as you get older you transition a little bit from a parent to more of a 
I don't know what the right word is. I guess friend or or uh, life coach. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's, but you're definitely not in the same position you were. I'm not in the same position in her life as I was when she was 17 or 16. Right. So you're just kind of a coworker in life. I don't know. <laughs> well, hey, so, she's not. She didn't have a kid, and she's 24. That's pretty. You were worried she was going to have a kid when she was 21. Yeah, I think it would have made her life a lot harder. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty good. Um, That's a win. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's not in any way like it's just just an observation of something that I did not anticipate having to deal with. That's not something that I, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good way of saying it. Not something I thought I'd have to deal with. I thought it would be very different than how it is. But um, yeah, my daughter, sorry, my mom wants to go see him. So we're putting together a little trip for his birthday. Uh, his birthday's coming up uh, in a couple months and um, kind of leads us into this week's In the News in the Washington Post. Uh, I found it, but Graham's going to read it. Graham's known for his... No, uh, I don't have that one. You only sent me the one about Israel. That's when we agreed to do. Oh, right. I thought yeah. I, I thought we talked about Googling it. Well, I can just tell you about it. It's in the Washington Post. I read the article. And actually, you know what? I can read that one. You can read the other one. Or what do you think, buddy? Sure, go ahead. Are you ready? I've got it. I've got it here. Yeah, this is in the Washington Post, although it was uh, it's on a number of different sites. Uh, it, it really kind of uh, popped, so to speak. Uh, this is in the Post, which I kind of like. Uh, a dad asked for birthday wishes for his autistic sons and son and tens of thousands of people responded. Daniel Harrison had two desires to drive a car and to make friends while he's still too young to make his to sorry to get his driver's license. The other wish has just come true after a tweet from his father shared on Daniel's 15th birthday, unexpectedly went viral. Daniel's my son, profoundly autistic, period, hasn't one friend, period. It's his birthday today. In his E-A, in, sorry, E-C-H-P, he wrote that his two wishes were to learn to drive and to make friends. Kevin Harrison lives in Nottingham, England. He wrote in a tweet on September 28th, please wish him a happy birthday. Please show him you care. Please share. What happened next left Harrison, 52, completely floored. Thousands of total strangers, including more than a few celebrities, sent birthday wishes for his son and offered their friendship. His tweet has been viewed more than 14 million times, and more than 122,000 people have liked the original post. The overwhelming reaction just blew my mind. He was, uh, he was compelled to post the tweet after he and his wife, Catherine, read Daniel's education health care plan, which is part of the government program that helps determine levels of support for young people with special needs. In response to the portion of the document, sorry, it's loading here, that reads, things that are important for me or things I'd like to do, Daniel wrote, drive a car and make friends. That broke our heart, Harrison said, adding that although his son attends a special needs school, he hasn't formed any friendships. He walks around the playground on his own in his own little world. Daniel's on the more severe end of the spectrum, his father explained, and for several years as a child, he refused to consume food. Several years, he refused to consume food. That's got to be some sort of typo. If you don't consume food for several years, you would not still be with us, but maybe specific foods? Anyway, he is verbal but gives standard responses only and struggles to engage in conversation. Quote, he's been through a lot in his 15 years, says Harrison, who has a 20-year-old daughter, similar to my, my anyway. Hmm. He's a lovely, kind, and sweet boy, and he does not have a nasty bone in his body. In hopes of raising awareness about autism and making his son feel loved, on that special day, Harrison decided to post on Twitter 
He thought a handful of people at most would respond. Little did he know that his tweet would become the number one trending post in the United States. It was astonishing, said Harrison. I didn't for one minute think the response would be anything like it was. Within only a few hours of sharing the post, high-profile people with large followings began retweeting Harrison's post. Thousands of birthday wishes for Daniel quickly flooded his, flooded his father's Twitter feed. Mark Hamill, who plays Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars films, man, if we'd said this and, 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 and Luke Skywalker tweeted to Pete, he'd be pumped. Anyway, uh, he'd be so pumped. was one of the many celebrities who, wouldn't he? Peter told me yeah. the other day that he, he, he grew his hair out once. Uh, I just, he, I didn't know why, like 10 years ago he had his hair grown out, and he doesn't anymore, but he said it was because it looked like Mark Hamill. Oh, <laughs> I think that's pretty cute. I like it. Yeah, uh, he wrote, um, uh, sorry, Mark Hamill, who plays Starker, uh, commented, he wrote, for my friend Daniel, along with a gif that says, the force is strong with this one, and there's a picture of it, it's very cute. Journalist Jack Taper, actors Russell Crowe, William Shatner, that's the original Captain Kirk, and actresses Jane Lynch, Christian Johnson, activist Aaron Brockovich, plus several others also wrote birthday wishes to Daniel. His parents said he was overjoyed, he was jumping up and down, Harrison said, along with the many celebrities, uh, an 11-year-old named Ollie shared a poem for Daniel in a video message, and a 9-year-old named Lenny played Happy Birthday on a Piano. A group of students in Indiana made special birthday signs just for Daniel. And autistic adults also reached out, sharing messages of hope and offering reassurances that things will get better. Oh, that's really cute. Driving and making friends are my two goals. I got my license in August, and this photo is of me and my friend's wedding. You will get there, I promise you, said a Twitter user named Frankie, who identifies himself as autistic. People from all over the world asked to send birthday cards to Daniel, but Harrison asked them to instead do something kind for somebody. I'm a strong believer in good deeds that should be passed along. Again, people took the words to heart, and many Twitter users did good deeds in honor of Daniel's birthday. I paid for an order for the person behind me at Starbucks. Oh, man, I'm getting choked up here. <clears throat> I paid for an order for a person behind me at Starbucks, one person commented. I donated food to a local food bank, said another. While thousands of people called Daniel the new friend, one Twitter user pointed out something that Harrison found especially heartwarming. You definitely have a great friend. You're amazing dad. Harrison's still shifting, sifting through all the sweet messages and doing his best to read them to Daniel and respond to each one of them. He said he hopes the huge reactions to his tweets will encourage people to show kindness to people with special needs. If you have one, if I've reached one person and made them look at another child differently, I've done my job, said Harrison. Very cute. Very cute, very sweet. Good uplifting one. Um, should I read this uh, one from the Jerusalem Post? Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. I thought and you, uh, we don't. I don't think this. I think this is our first Jerusalem Post uh, uh, article. <laughs> but uh, I've never been to Jerusalem. I'm dying to go, but someday. But I thought this was very interesting and insightful. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of um, moral quandary. There are moral questions, uh, but. Was it, it's just definitely interesting. I mean, it could be used in um, other ways that aren't defense, but long story short, the title of it is IDF's Cyber Defense Academy School Welcomes First Autistic Cadets. Um, there are nine cadets on the autism spectrum who will be studying at the school's cyber defense course, an intensive program 
for, of several months. With the backbone of the IDF reliant on, I guess that's the Israeli defense, IDF. Um, with the backbone of the IDF reliant on programming, cyber, and other technology, thousands of soldiers have passed through its Computing and Cyber Defense Academy, which for the first time is opening its door to troops who are on the autism spectrum. The Ramat Gain school, teacher, school teaches dozens of courses related to tech needs in all parts of the military, including the C-41 Directorate. You know that one, don't you, Kirk? Um, Navy, Air Force, <laughs> and Ground Forces. The Academy is ground zero for the training of all personnel who have uh, a computer-related position in the military, and it gives the opportunity to everyone, said its commander, Lieutenant Colonel Liet Litvak. We don't only take people who have prior computer knowledge, she told the Jerusalem Post. It can be anyone who has math skills. They, they come and succeed. Um, so I'll just, f there's much more to this article, but I'll scroll uh, to the bottom. Um, we show them they are less, we show them when they, where they are less strong. Uh, she said, marks don't really matter here. Instead, we want to give them the chance to see where they can where they can get better. If, for example, a student who received 80% of the exam and then got the same mark in another test has not shown any improvement, but if someone started with 30 and then uh, and learned, and the next test they got 60, it's amazing, Litvak said. It shows that he learned, that he knows how to learn, and he knows how to look at where he's less strong and improve. Um, so that's the end of the article. So basically, long story short, because we're running out of time here, the uh, Israeli defense is harnessing the skills of neurodiversity in its population, particularly with people with, I assume, high-functioning autism, who are better at math. So, I mean, we've already seen, we've read articles about Google doing similar things, but although Google it is defense, it's, it's, it, is, it is a nice, it's nice to see that people with autism are being, are finding employment and uh, people are understanding that they need more patience but they can do it if they're given more patience. They can do it more effectively on some occasions than people who are neurotypical if you give them the time. What do you think? Yeah, I was just going to say, they, they, you know, a couple things. Israel's kind of on the cutting edge of all this, you know, they're, for a country their size, they've, they've got, uh, I forget the number of Nobel Prize winners. So it's not, it's, so I feel like they're on the cutting edge of all this, the future basically and so it's always encouraging if you're gonna you know israel is a place where the the you're mandated to do military service men and women mm -hmm. so it's it's important for autistic people to be part of society so if you're a part of that society and you're surrounded by 300 million arabs that want to push you into the ocean so you have your own civil defense thing and everybody has to serve then I don't know. Anytime you get autistic people in the fold, in the village, part of the t conversation, I'm a fan. Yeah, I know I'm a little bit more uh, conservative than you, or pro-Zionist or whatever. But uh, yeah, so I think it's um, I think it's good. I think it's an important step, and uh, I think it's an important step. 
Yeah, I just don't want someone who is, whether it's for whatever country, to be, do they have proper agency over what they're doing? Are they just, they just like the job and don't really fully understand, they're being used to hurt other Buddy, people. That's and a they don't, discussion they don't, for everybody in the military. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least they, at least most people are, have complete faculty over and making, and are adults that can make a decision. You know, they're 18 a lot of the time. If that's an adult, that's up for discussion, but that's true. But most, um, most of the U S military is, is run by the underclass. It's poor uh-huh. white people and poor brown people, but anyway, yes. that's a different issue. But anyway, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, let's, we, let's, I feel like this is a Pandora's box. I am in uh, the Caribbean this week, the Vista. I will be at the Vista for another week. Then I'm back in New York City. I've got a week of shows. And then I will be on the Celebrity. Oh, boy, what is the name of this ship? All these ships have these fake names that I can never remember. The Summit out of Miami, the 23rd to the 30th. And then back on the Panorama out of Long Beach. For uh, two weeks in uh, the first two weeks of, uh, was it going to be November already? Jeez Louise, this year's just flying by. You can have me on Kirk Smith Comedy on all your social media platforms. Graham, what's going on with you, buddy? Well, everybody, I'm going to be uh, on tour with, uh, opening with the very funny and famous Nate Bargatze uh, in his theater tour. I'm going to be in Mobile, Alabama. I'm going to be in... Uh, OKC, I'm going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm going to be in um, Florida. And I'm going to be in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, doing my own thing. Um, Oh, I'm also going to be taping. If you are in the Salt Lake City area, I'm going to be in Provo, Utah, taping something called a dry bar comedy special. Yeah, it's like this big online thing. But that is going to be, I'm taping that on October 23rd, 2021 in Provo, Utah. Um, So you can, it's called Dry Bar Comedy, Dry Bar. If you Google that, you can find it. But uh, yeah, Wilkes-Barre, PA the following week. And then I'm going to be at Planet of the Tapes in Louisville, Kentucky, November uh, 12th and 13th. I got a bunch of other stuff coming up. You can find everything at grahamk.com. Um, if you want to purchase tickets to Nate Bargatze's tour, um, the only way you can purchase tickets is through grahamk.com. Uh, that's how he sells his tickets. So it's pretty weird that he does it like that. But, uh, <laughs> you know. Sounds about right. All right, guys. You got to go where the traffic Have a great is. Week. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Google and GrahamK.com, those two highest trafficking websites in uh, Mm -hmm. uh, the old internet. Have a great Mm -hmm. week, guys. You can do it.